0: Hello and welcome to the Crossroads Church Podcast, where we desire to see a world transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ. If you have a story to share about how God is working in your life, you can send a message to info at mycrossroads.co. Now, let's get our hearts and minds ready for a powerful message from God's Word. Uh, you know, one thing that, uh, the, you know, there's four Gospels, for those of you that don't know, and these are really four short biographies about the life of Jesus. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the first four books of the New Testament. And, uh, and they share the, uh, you know, the, the whole story about Jesus. There's one person that is mentioned in all four of those, those Gospels, and that's a person by the name of Barabbas that we just took a look at. Now, one thing about Barabbas is he never says one word that we have in, in Scripture, uh, and and also, he never does anything that we that that uh, in in scripture. But there's a lot of things that are said about him. And there's a lot of things that are done in, in regards to him, but he actually does nothing or says nothing in the, in the Word of God. And we're left to try to picture in, to try to think about what he was thinking, what he was going through, that sort of, uh, that sort of thing. And so a little background is Jesus had just been uh, betrayed by one of his closest friends, by Judas. And so he is brought before the Sanhedrin, which is a, a group of the elite, of the spiritual, uh, of the spiritual leaders of that, uh, of that day. And he's brought there before uh, the high priest and all the Sanhedrin, a man by the name of Caiaphas. And here's what happened. Here's Matthew's account of what happened next. It says, inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. Talk about your kangaroo court. They'd already decided his fate before they even start there. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witnesses, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward and declared, this man said, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus replied, You've said it. And in the future you will see the Son of Man seated at the place of power in God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothing to show the horror and said, Blasphemy! Why do we need uh, another witness? You all heard this blasphemy. What is the verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. And at that point, they brought him before the Roman, the Roman governor who was Pilate. Now, why in the world would they have to do that? Because under Roman occupation, they could not kill anybody. They could not put anybody to death. They had to make the Romans do the dirty work for them. So what they had to do is they had to portray Jesus as a person worthy of death. And when they presented their case to Pilate, he was having none of it. He realized, the Bible said, that it was out of jealousy that he, that they were, that, uh, that he was brought b- before them. And also, so, so Pilate, uh, Pilate was, not only wasn't buying any of it, he said that, that not only did Jesus do nothing, nothing to deserve death he had done nothing wrong whatsoever he declared him innocent time and time again and something that he did he was unnerved by this prophet he was unnerved by this carpenter's son because first of all he's you know he's he's seeing that this guy's not saying anything in his defense when all when the Jewish leaders were giving him all these accusations he was not defending himself whatsoever and he barely said anything to Pilate And Pilate said said this, are you a king? He asked him the question, are you a king? You talk about something, that unnerved Pilate. He said, yes, I'm a king, but not of this world. And Pilate yelled, don't you know I have authority to do whatever I want to to you? And Pilate looked at him and said, or Jesus looked at him and said, you don't have any authority that I didn't give to you. He's totally unnerved. And then his his wife comes up to him and says, "Do not have anything to do with this man. I've had a dream about this guy. He's 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 a righteous man. He's innocent. Don't have anything to do with this man. And if he had just listened to his wife's uh, plea, everything would have worked out okay. But what you have is he goes on and continues to trying to do things. And and Pilate uses several ploys to try to to to, to try to set uh, Jesus free. First of all, he declared him publicly, he's innocent, he's innocent, he's innocent, he's innocent, he's innocent. He's innocent. Multiple times he declared that Jesus was, was innocent. But then also something that he tried to, to do is he tried to turn the table on the Jews and say, you try him, you try him in the court of law. This has nothing to do with Roman law. You try him. They said, we can't do that. We can't put anybody to death. So it's obvious that they didn't want, you know, just to, to, to have Jesus hurt. They wanted to to have him killed. And that was his next thing. Pilate said this, look, I'll just... I'll just beat him, and we'll, we'll, we'll have him whipped and everything, and then we'll send him back. And they said, no, 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 no. We don't want him just whipped. We want him, we want him killed. And then so Pilate had him pre- uh, given to, to Herod, the, the, the king in that area, and presented to him. And, and Herod came back and, and had Jesus gift-wrapped in, in a purple robe and, and everything, and then and he said, he's done nothing wrong. He does nothing to deserve death. So Pilate tries one last thing to try to set Jesus free. Here's what he does. There was a, a, a custom in those days that right before the Passover, they would let one of the, 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 the convicts free. One of the people that was in prison, they'd give him uh, an opportunity to people to either let one person free or another person set free. This was kind of a PR thing that they did. Even though they were, you know, they were occupying force, they wanted to make it look like they were benevolent. They wanted to make it look like they were nice people so they would do this act as a PR thing. And so, so, so Pilate says, "Which one do you want? Do you want this guy named uh, named Barabbas?" And first of all, Barabbas was a really, really, really bad dude. Okay, this was a guy that that one of the gospels says he was a notorious prisoner. Another one of the gospels says that he was a thief. Two of the gospels say that he was an insurrectionist and a murderer. In other words, this was no this was no Mother Teresa. This was no Boy Scout. This was a mean, bad dude, okay? And so just think of the ridiculousness of this, what he was offering them. He was probably the most notorious person in the prison in that day, at that time, and he said, all right, we can either give you Barabbas, the insurrectionist, the murderer, the thief, the bad dude, the hell's angels over here, or we can give you, we can give you Jesus. Now, what had Jesus done? All he had done is love the people, all he'd done is healed their diseases. He'd healed the leper. He'd healed the blind person. He'd healed deaf people. He, he set people free from from demonic forces. He he preached about how God loved them. He preached about how they could have eternal life. He taught them. He blessed their children. He even, he even provided for them in the wilderness on several occasions and even turned water into wine for, uh, for them. All he did was love the people, love the people, love the people. And he's giving them this opportunity. Do you want this guy or this guy? And just think of the ridiculousness of, of that. He thought this was slam dunk. I mean, Pilate thought, if I offer them this guy or this guy... This is, like, this is like turning, you know, Charles Manson back into everybody. Of course, any reasonable congregation, any reasonable group would choose Jesus over this person to be let back into their society. But the problem is Pilate um, underestimated several things. He underestimated the hatred that the Jews had, that the Jewish leaders had for this man because of the jealousy that they, they had for him. Something else they underestimated, they underestimated the Jewish leaders, the religious leaders, their influence over the crowd. And they also underestimated how fickle a crowd can be. I mean, think of this. What we're celebrating today is when Jesus came in and, and everybody put some palm branches down and hailed him, Hail, uh, him who comes in the name of the, the Lord. Blessed is our Messiah is basically what they were saying. And then only four days later, these same people are yelling, crucify him crucify him, crucify him. You talk about a fickle crowd. You talk about one day you're hailing him as the Messiah and the next day you're asking for his, for his murder, for his death. That's how fickle we can be as, uh, as human beings. And something else there too is I just want us to, to think, or first of all, then he runs out of options. I mean, uh, Pilate at this point runs out of options because he gave them a choice and they answered. They gave the choice, not the one he was expecting, not the one he thought they would do, but but when they said the choice, now he's out of options. He can't say, okay, I'm going to give you the choice which one to do. Oh, psych, I'm not going to give you that one after all. So he now has to take the person that he has declared many times innocent. The one who Herod says is innocent. The one whose wife, his wife says he's innocent, who's done nothing wrong, and now he's going to turn this person over to be crucified. And I want you to think about Jesus one moment because this, I think, hit me the first time, the hardest it's ever hit me, is thinking about what Jesus had to go through at this point. You know, a lot of us know that he took the the crown of thorns and he took the the whipping and he took the nails in his hands and in his feet and and the crucifixion, but this is also some things that, emotionally, what he had to go through. Emotionally, he had to have his, one of his closest friends was the one who stabbed him in the back, who betrayed him. But but also on, on here, just imagine the rejection he was facing. When I say the word rejection, probably every one of us know what that word feels like and to one degree or another, some, some in a little way, some in a huge, huge way. But is there, is there many more powerful words, negative words in the human language than that? If you've ever been rejected, you know you would probably take physical pain over rejection any day of the week. And can you imagine what Jesus had to go through when all he had done is love these people. All he had done is serve these people. All he had done is tell them about, G- tell them about God and his love for them and, and, and help them and bless them and teach them and all these things. And now he has to listen to the same crowd say, kill him, kill him. We want Barabbas the murderer and we want Jesus to be the one that's, that's crucified. Now, let's focus on Barabbas a moment. And what Barabbas was, because he was, being, he was basically on death row, he was in a place called Antonio's Fortress, which was about 1,500 feet from the praetorium where Jesus was being tried at this time by, by Pilate. That means this. Don't miss this. That means he could not hear the sound of an individual voice, but he could hear the voice of the crowd, Okay. Uh, If you've ever been outside of a stadium, you know what that's like. You can't hear one person yelling, but you can hear the, the crowd yelling at that time. So in other words, he could not hear Pilate saying, who do you want me to release, Jesus or Barabbas? All he could hear is the crowd shouting, Barabbas. He could not hear Pilate saying, what do you want me to do with Jesus? All he could hear was the people yelling, crucify him, crucify him. So get that. We're going to do this a second, okay? The first time, I want you to to, to play the part of the crowd. The first time when I put out a, a finger one, I want you to yell Barabbas as loud as you can, okay? When I put up a two, I want you to yell crucify him, okay? You got it? One Barabbas, two crucify him. You ready? One, two, three. Barabbas, crucify him. Do it one more time. Barabbas, crucify him. Now what is he hearing? I mean, think of this. If he is in, if he's there... All he's hearing is those two things. He's hearing Barabbas and he's hearing crucify him. He is thinking at this moment, he is absolutely sure his time has come. So I don't know, you know, I, I hope there is like heaven's version of YouTube that we can, you know, or DVR, that we can go and look at different events that, that happen. And this is one of the ones I'm going to look at. I'm going to look at, at, at Barabbas' expressions when all this is going on. Because can you imagine you're hearing your name, and then you're hearing the words crucify him shouted out, shout out afterwards, and then you hear the, the walking down of some guards. And then you hear a key open up, and you see your door open up, and there's some Roman guards there they're waiting for you. Can you imagine what you're feeling? I don't care how hard and criminal you are. This is your time. You are absolutely certain that you are going to die in just a few moments. Because what else could this be? What else could this possibly be? There's no other thought in Barabbas' mind of what this could be. And then I want to see the expression when, you open, when he opens the head and says, Barabbas, you're set free. Don't let us see your face in here anymore. Imagine what his face is looking like now. It's the confusion that's, that's on there. And, and I pictured something like this. I picture Barabbas going, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm set free? What do you, what do you mean? I don't get it. There's someone else who's going to die in your place. Who's going to die in my place? Jesus, the Nazarene, the prophet from Galilee. And he's heard about this guy. There's no doubt. I mean, Jesus had rock star status. Everybody heard about the ways that he healed people and the way he preached and even raised people from the dead. There's nobody that didn't know who this guy was. And what he's probably wondering is, why in the world would this preacher, would would this prophet die in my place? The doors opened up, and we don't know what he did from that moment on. And again, maybe we have an idea because the chances are he had to go one direction as Jesus was going the other direction. One was going to his freedom. The other was going to be, at that point, beaten. I wonder if they, they passed each other. I wonder if they caught eyes. I wonder if the eyes of this murderer looked in the eyes of Jesus and saw the love that he had and maybe the confusion again on Barabbas' face. I wonder if Barabbas waited and watched Jesus being, being whipped. I wonder. And you know, there's so many times in the movies and TV shows and everything, somebody, somebody saves the person's life. And remember, the next, rest of the time, they're going, my whole life I dedicate to you, man. You saved my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can never in a million lifetimes thank you enough for sparing my life. We have no record of Barabbas doing anything or saying that or ever showing up again in Jesus' life. Not once. And I wonder, I wonder if there was gratitude in his heart. I wonder if he just went on and just went on life. I wonder if he ever thought about what Jesus did. And we never know that. We're left to, to simply uh, uh, imagine it. So how does that deal with you and I? How, does the, how do you and I fit into this story? First of all, I want to look at the name Barabbas for a moment. And go ahead and throw that up there. Barabbas is really three words. It's really Bar and Abba and, and just the, the plural of, uh, of that. And Bar, look what, look what Bar means. There's a, there's a uh, version of the Bible that says this. Like in the King James, it says, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Joseph. that uh, because And it says Bar Joseph, right? And then the other one in the NIV, it says son of Joseph. In other words, Bar means son of, okay? So it literally means son of. Then the next one is Abba. And let's look what, the, what Abba means. It's in Galatians 4, 6, and 7. Here's one of the times it's mentioned. God sent His son, Spirit of His Son into our heart. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. You are no longer slaves, but God's children. Abba is the most familiar word in the Aramaic, which is what Jesus spoke, the language he spoke. To mean really, it means more than father. It means daddy. It means it's papa. It's the most intimate way a person can talk about his, uh, his or her, uh, her dad. It's, it's daddy. So it literally means this. It literally means the, the daddy's boy. And so think about that. What we're trying what is God trying to say there? I believe He's trying to say that we are all Barabbas. Every one of us are the son or daughter of the of the living God. And I want you to just think about that that for a moment we are, you know, I I truly I'm Barabbas. Because because I too he he was guilty of sin. I'm guilty of sin. I'm guilty of of breaking the law of God. I am guilty of turning my back on God. I am guilty of forsaking His law and not doing everything that God told me to to do. He was a rebel, right? I mean, he was a rebel. I'm a rebel. I have intentionally, just like he intentionally broke the law of the the state of the government, I've broken God's law, sometimes even in my heart, intentionally. I've broken God's law. He was a murderer. I mean, he was a, a murderer. I'm a murder because somebody died an innocent person died because of barabbas an innocent person died because of me too because of my sins because of my choices and that's the sinless son of god i'm barabbas and you're and you're barabbas and the bible says this you know first of all that that jesus took his beatings Jesus took Barabbas' beatings. He he took the beatings that that Barabbas deserved. He took the the thorns that that he deserved. He took the the crucifixion that he deserved. And don't we do the same thing? Jesus took the beating I deserved. He took the punishment I deserved. He took the cross that I deserved. He took the, in fact, the Bible says this, it it, it says that, that we were, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The chastisement of our well-being fell upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one of us have turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And let's make that personal. He was crushed for my iniquity. He was was pierced for my sins. The chastisement of my well-being was on him, and by his stripes I'm healed. I, like a sheep, have gone astray. I turned to my own way and God laid on him my, my iniquity. And God, in his incredible, incredible mercy, says this, first of all, understanding there is nothing that he could have done, that Barabbas could have possibly done to earn his salvation. Nothing. He could have done nothing to set himself free. He was absolutely at the, at the mercy of someone else and that's the thing that's for us that we have to understand there is nothing ever people hear this there is nothing we could do to ever earn our salvation if any one of us could earn our salvation by our own merit by the own thing by what we do the son of God would have never had to die on a cross the fact look at the cross and realize that 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 is a thing that we could never ever do anything to earn our own salvation and neither could Barabbas but here's the thing there is that Jesus says, looks at me and says, let me have it. And I say this, I say, God, but you don't understand. You don't understand. I am so, I am so guilty. I am so guilty. And he says, you know what? Come to me and I will forgive you of your sins. And I come in and that's what I say. I say, God, I am, I am such a sinner. I'm so ashamed of everything I've done. I'm so ashamed of some of the things I've said. And he says, you know what? My blood can cover every sin you've ever done or ever will do. And I'm saying, God, but I don't ever, I'm so heartbroken by how I've hurt you and things like that. And he says, you know what? I can never love you more than I love you right now. And he says this, he says, I say, God, you have no idea how weak I am. You have no idea how, how many times I've blown up, when I wanted to do one thing and didn't, didn't do that. And he says, you know what? He says, I give you my strength, I give you my hope, I give you my everything. And you don't know how many times I'm fearful, God. I say, God, I am so fearful. There's times I'm so scared. There's times I'm even scared of, uh, of tomorrow. I'm scared of the future. I'm scared. And he says this. He says, you may be fearful, but I have a peace that will cover every fear that you will ever, that you will ever have. And God, sometimes I say, God, I am, I am so empty. I'm so empty. And he says, he says, but that's okay. Because it's I I can fill you with my Holy Spirit and I can fill you with with my love and I can say, God, but I am so lonely, I'm so lonely, sometimes there's times I'm lonely in this world, there's times a night can be so long and he says, that's okay because I've, I've sent my Holy Spirit to be with you and you're never, ever alone, I am with you always to the very ends of the earth. And I'm saying this, God, you don't understand, you don't understand, you don't understand, I'm Barabbas, God, I'm Barabbas and he says, no, 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 you're not Barabbas your beloved and if we could yeah god thank you thank you so much for listening to the crossroads church podcast if you'd like to listen to past crossroads church podcast you can go to mycrossroads.co slash podcast once again thanks for listening